You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 47 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, one of the biggest experiences people will encounter as they transition from being a pre-retiree and still working and into retirement is the difference between being an accumulator and a de-accumulator. And working and living in the accumulation phase of life from a financial aspect, and then moving into the deaccumulation phase from a financial aspect. And that can be a tremendous shock for a lot of people because of the dramatic differences that happen, not only from a financial standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint as well. And that is why in this podcast, I want to go over some of the biggest differences I have seen from my own clients and working in this industry for a while between what investors experience from the accumulation phase and the decumulation phase and what they should be prepared for as they enter into that sort of transition in their life. So one of the biggest things I see people underestimate but experience almost every single time as they make that transition from being an accumulator to a deaccumulator is a change in mindset. So again, you're an accumulator right now. Some of the big things you're concerned with are building up your savings, investing, seeing that rate of return continuously grow on your statement every month or every single quarter, because you know that the more money you can save and the more money you can accumulate, that will add up to you being able to do more things in your financial life once you get to retirement. And that makes sense. The other interesting thing from a mindset standpoint when you're in the accumulation phase is that what you're able to accumulate is a byproduct usually of what your income and job status is at that time. It's no secret that the people who earn a greater income and the people who have a job that allows them to earn greater incomes can usually save more. And like we talked about before, when you save more, you can experience the the power of compounding on that savings at a greater level, which will build a giant or a bigger nest egg for you compared to somebody who works at a lower income job, usually. But since accumulation and your savings is usually a byproduct of your income in your job, it makes you a lot less susceptible and more tolerable to the different changes you may experience throughout your accumulation period, specifically dealing with changes in economic status, and investment market changes. Put more clearly, you can tolerate more bear markets or more recession periods as an accumulator than as a deaccumulator because that accumulation, your savings, your investing, your portfolio is a byproduct of your income and your job. If you can get through a recession or a bear market and have a high level of confidence that your job is going to remain stable, and that your income isn't going to take a hit, you can stomach a lot easier seeing the dramatic swings of your nest egg retirement portfolio go up and down a lot easier compared to people who don't have that income or that job that they can continuously rely on. And that moves into the deaccumulation phase mindset of it where 
When you get to a point in your life where you've saved and saved and saved and all of a sudden you have to flip that switch where now your financial well-being isn't directly correlated with your job and your income from that job, but instead it's directly correlated with the retirement nest egg you have accumulated for yourself up to this point, it puts a lot more pressure on making sure that that retirement nest egg gets managed effectively. And when outside forces affect that retirement nest egg, like changes in our economy and dramatic negative changes in investment markets, really become much harder to tolerate. And it makes sense because when you have more skin in the game and the more of your financial well-being relies on that nest egg retirement portfolio because you don't have that income from a job anymore, those changes, those negative changes hurt a lot more and they affect your psychology a lot more. So when I talk about mindset being one of the biggest differences from an investment standpoint between accumulators and deaccumulators, it's because of that. When you're in the deaccumulation phase, you rely much more heavily on your retirement nest egg than at any other point, usually, in your life. And that can make handling negative changes a lot harder to tolerate, and it could usually force you to do things you know you shouldn't do during those hard economic times. So just be aware that I don't care how strong of an investor you are and I don't care how tough-minded you are, when you flip that switch from becoming an accumulator to becoming a deaccumulator, your mindset is going to change and you're probably going to have the opportunity to do a lot of things that you know aren't right when it comes to your retirement well-being that you know you wouldn't have done as an accumulator, but it becomes a lot easier to pull that trigger and do as a deaccumulator. So that mindset is going to shift, and the more you can become aware of that, the more you can help prepare yourself not to make those poor financial decisions during those hard economic times. Another huge difference between an accumulator and a deaccumulator, and I don't think this gets talked about enough, is sequence of return risk. So as an accumulator, you're not worried about sequence of return risk at all. It's why probably a lot of pre-retirees have never even heard of this. Because as an accumulator, you're not relying on your retirement nest egg while you're accumulating, which means when those economic hits take place and investment markets go sideways and drop dramatically, as long as your job and your income are stable like we talked about before, that can actually be seen as a good thing. Because when investment markets drop and you're still accumulating and you're still saving and you're still investing, you actually buy a lot of those investments that you're using at a lower price at that time. And as long as you know you're going to have an income and a job that you can rely on for everything else during those harder economic times, you understand that when those market, when those investment markets pop back up, you're probably going to have more in savings than you did if they otherwise would have just been going up with no dip in between. But sequence of return risk plays a tough hand for people in that deaccumulation phase. So sequence of return risk is the risk investors face when they're forced to pull money out of their retirement portfolios when investment markets are down. And this can seem really confusing because a lot of people think, well, when I get to retirement, I'm just going to pull my money out. Why does it matter if markets are up and down? Well, sequence of return risk tells us that if you pull a lot of money out of your retirement portfolio and the retirement portfolio has done poorly those first couple years of retirement. So we're talking about those first handful of years, I would say about five years. If you experience 
really bad negative returns, it can do a tremendous amount of damage for your financial well-being later on in retirement. So let's just think about this from a sequence of return risk standpoint. It's your first five years of retirement and all of a sudden we hit the dot-com bubble age again. Where the first three, four, five years of retirement, you experience negative rates of return on that investment portfolio. But since you're in retirement, you're forced to pull money from that portfolio to live off of. You can't just not take money from your retirement nest egg. You need it to live off of regardless of what's going on in investment markets. So you pull some of those monies from your retirement nest egg every single year. And as you do, the value of those investments keep dropping, which means every time you pull money from those investments, you're actually locking in greater losses. Now we'll take those first five years. And then after that, we'll take the next 25 years. And let's pretend the following 25 years are tremendous. You average double digit rates of return on your monies, but you experience that you're running out faster than you anticipated even though the average rate of return over that 25, 30 year period is or greater than what you expected. Well, the reason that you're running out of money earlier than you thought is because of that sequence of return risk, because you pulled money out, which means that during the latter half of retirement, when you experience those really, really good rates of return, you actually experience those returns on lesser money because you pulled money out at a loss early on in retirement. And that is essentially sequence of return risk, pulling money out of a losing investment early in retirement, which leaves less money in your investment portfolio to achieve those bigger and better rates of return years later, which if you look at the average of investment markets, that's usually what happens from an average return standpoint. So sequence of return risk is something accumulators really don't have to worry about, but it's something de-accumulators have to be keenly aware of, and you need a plan to combat that. Because the last thing you want to rely on from a retirement success standpoint is if the first couple years of retirement are going to be great investment years or not. And that, again, is a complete guess for everybody in that situation. Another big difference between accumulators and deaccumulators is interest rate sensitivity. So for accumulators, you're probably not too concerned about where interest rates are at as you're accumulating, investing, and savings. Because a lot of your money is probably equity driven, which means you probably have a lot of your investments in stock. So you're not too concerned with what bonds are doing or what fixed investment vehicles are doing right now. If you're 45, 50 years old and you're putting a bunch of money into your 401k to help sustain for retirement that's 15, 20 years down the road, you probably really don't care much about what CDs at your local bank are paying right now. But when you get in the deaccumulation phase, you end up having a high rate of sensitivity to interest rates. It affects you a lot more. The income that you rely on comes from or deals a lot with where interest rates currently stand. And when interest rates are low, you don't get as much income on the amount of principal you're able to put up, which means you're paid less. It's also a lot harder from a deaccumulation phase when interest rates are lower to find places to put your safe money in. So when a lot of people get into that deaccumulation phase, they like to bucket their money because it allows them a visual picture of knowing they have a certain amount of money to be able to choose and pick from at certain stages of their life in retirement. And one of the big stages people set up for themselves in the deaccumulation phase is a safe money bucket. And basically, When interest rates are low, it's hard to find safe investments that are going to produce enough interest compared to different things like inflation that are going to allow you to successfully place 
a big enough chunk of your dollars into that safe bucket of money. For example, ask any banker you know over the last couple years, anybody, any banker or teller, and they will tell you they probably experience it all the time that they get people in their 70s and 80s that walk in or call into the bank all the time asking about CD rates. Because they're always looking for just a little bit more interest rate to be able to take their money and place it in, in hopes of generating just a little bit more money because they have a bigger need for safe dollars at that point in their life. So deaccumulators run a very high risk of interest rate sensitivity when interest rates are low because as they age in retirement, they become more reliant on safe money and that safe money just isn't able to produce the type of income and return that they need in order to live off of in retirement for the rest of their life. For deaccumulators, interest rate sensitivity also leads to also leads people to taking more unneeded risk. And the biggest area I see this happening is because interest rates are so low on traditional safe investment vehicles like bank products and CDs, people end out chasing after interest through dividend yields. So I have had people come up and they go, well, can I buy this stock? It's paying a 6.5% dividend. That's way better than the 0.001% I'm getting in my savings account right now at the bank. And you talk to them and you go, well, yeah, that's true, but you're also taking on a tremendous amount more risk, placing your money in individual stock investments, chasing those dividends, than you are keeping them safe inside the bank. So it blurs the line between risk reward for a lot of people when interest rates are low for the accumulators. And that's why, again, interest rate sensitivity is such an important thing for deaccumulators and not really on the radar for a lot of accumulators. And then finally, tax control is a lot different in my opinion for people in the accumulation period compared to people in the deaccumulation period. So people in the accumulation period, they want to earn as much as they can. If you get a bonus or a raise, you're probably not going to turn that down because of taxes. Where when you're in the accumulation period, you have more control over the income that hits your tax return every single year. And you're probably at a point in your life where you're experiencing other type of income sources that you had not experienced before. A few examples of those could be social security, pensions, before and after tax withdrawals, and maybe you'll experience a lot more forced capital gain distributions as well. This can lead to a lot of different tax planning strategies and different ways you can save or leave yourself exposed to other kind of taxes. One of the main ones is shadow taxes. Shadow taxes are the way different income or assets get taxed on your tax return dependent on other income you already have on your tax return. So when you have all these different income sources meshing together, they can affect each other in negative ways, which will cause higher taxation on each other that you otherwise will not have even been aware of during the accumulation phase, but you should definitely be akin to during that accumulation phase because taxes could end up being one of the biggest expenses you face in retirement. So it's important for all pre-retirees, regardless of what age you are, to understand that as you make that transition from the accumulation phase to the deaccumulation phase in your life, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to change and the priorities in life are going to change dramatically as well. And understanding that and having a plan for those could be the difference between you living a happy and a successful retirement or you living a retirement of regret and unfulfillment, unfortunately. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. 
Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.